Hello, church. It's Dr. Jana again. Um, thank you for joining me for another episode of Exercising the Word. Um, I have an exciting message to share with you today that the Lord put on my heart just this morning. Um, I had the, uh, the opportunity to share it with um, the spin classes that I get to teach in person here in San Clemente, California, and um, I just felt this was the one, the next one to record. So on the heels of the last podcast that was um, entitled Fan the Flame, um, if you haven't listened to it, I would encourage you to do so. Um, but in that episode, we talked about the scripture from 2 Timothy, um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, To stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So Paul was encouraging Timothy, the next generation. He um, basically, he was pouring into everything that God had taught him. He was handing off this pattern, sound doctrine, not straying from the path. He was raising up Timothy as a really solid leader so he wouldn't fall astray. Um, as a false prophet or to false doctrine or false prophecy or anything like that. And also um, encouraging him that since he was young that people might try to disqualify him or discredit him or whatever. There might be insecurity. So Paul was just absolutely encouraging him. And he was saying, hey, Timothy, you know, we got to stoke the fire. Don't put a wet blanket on the fire. Um, we've got to fan into flame the spiritual gifts. Rise up in your gifting. Don't shrink back. Don't let people, don't let the church, don't let um, anyone disqualify you from this ministry that you've been called to. You've been qualified. Um, excuse me, that's my dog barking in the background, but she'll be quiet soon. So um, anyway, that more on that is in the last uh, podcast called Fan the Flame. Um, but today, so in light of fanning into flame our spiritual gifts, which also means do not quench the spirit, um, the Lord gave me this message this morning. Um, so we're going to meditate on and we're going to work out. We're going to exercise the word. So we're going to work this in. We're going to train it. We are going to study it. And hopefully um, by repeating it, um, it's going to be written on your heart and in your mind that it might come to mind as needed and often. Um, so this is First, Thess First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 22. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So a lot of people know these, the verses six, 16 through, what is it? 16 through 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, right? But this butts right up to the very next verse, verse 19, that says, do not quench the spirit. And what the Lord spoke to me today was, this week is not just about thanksgiving, it's thanks living. So that's gonna be the name of this podcast. Thanks living. And if we are not living a life of gratitude and thankfulness, we're actually quenching the spirit. 
to be complaining and to be grumbling and to not be a person that walks in peace and can find joy in the sorrow, that can celebrate even when life hurts, even when you have a broken heart or you're grieving or whatever. It actually quenches the spirit in our life. And instead of fanning into flame our spiritual gifts, instead of stoking that spiritual fire in our life, it actually puts the fire out. So, thanks living, thankfulness, gratitude is the remedy for setting our hearts on fire, for setting the church on fire, for seeing breakthrough in our life. Amen. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You wonder what the will of God is? Here it is. It's in black and white, in God's word, which is the same yesterday, today, and always. Do not quench the spirit. Do not have an ungrateful heart. Do not forget to give God thanks for everything, in the trials, in the pain, in the sorrow, in when life just flat out stinks. We can still thank him. And this weekend I heard somebody, um, I was at a women's conference and just, oh my gosh, just got saturated with, with such good um, wisdom. And the last speaker said, um, Sandy McIntosh, great, great woman of God, lots of years of experience in the ministry. And she said she's learned to add to her prayer life, make it count. Whatever she's praying, Lord, make it count. The pain, make it count. Make it count for your kingdom, for my good, for God's glory, whatever, but make it count, Lord. Um, and that's such a good way to um, transition us into an attitude of thankfulness and rejoicing and joy, right? Paul constantly reminds the church to run our race with joy, to do this life of ministry, um, to live our calling, to love others, to just do it well and to do it with joy. Um, such a good example, because if I were to get my report card in this area, I it would definitely say needs improvement. It would not be an A and it probably wouldn't be a B. It would be a C at best. Um, may we all learn to see the silver lining. So wherever you're at, um, we're working this out. So you're moving your body. You've been getting warm. Sorry, I didn't give a lot of instruction in the beginning. I carried away with the message, but thanks living. You're getting warm, low resistance. Wherever you're at, just move. We're starting to get warm. This month, if you haven't listened to um, any other podcasts, <laughs> we follow suit with the revelationwellness.org um, home base ministry, which is where I got trained up as um, a leader, as a Christian fitness instructor. Um, I taught, I've taught fitness since I was 19, but um, and then God put it on my heart to bring the scriptures and bring holy music into the process and then um, finding a way to put it all together and just get some more training. Revelation Wellness came into my life and I went through the training actually three years after I knew about it. It took a while for God to open that door and for the time to be right for that. Patience. <laughs> Patience is a good thing. Long suffering. Um, but anyway, fast forward. So Revelation Revolution was birthed out of, birthed out of that um, about three years ago and um, 
God has been doing amazing, awesome things ever since then, and He has just humbled me beyond I could ever imagine in the things that He's done and the ways that I've seen Him work. And um, there's been many, many, many days and weeks and seasons of either grumbling and complaining or the temptation to be complaining and for um, the abundance of my heart to not be holy. <laughs> and it's come out of my mouth, let's just say. So lots of, um, lots of time on my knees in repentance. So this message is for me too. This is me preaching to the choir, okay? So the theme from that we're all training all of us in this Revelation Wellness ministry this month was called Into the Wild. And when God gave me the message this morning, I heard him say, this is the wild. This is the wild unknown. This is the path less taken. This is the narrow road. It's not going to be um, the most popular way to see. You're not going to see a world that's praising God and um, joyful when they're grieving, when things hurt, when they don't get their way, when um, their candidate doesn't get elected or, I mean, we're seeing it. It's everywhere. You don't have to go far. You open your front door and you see, you turn on the TV, you see, you turn on the radio and you see it, right? So today I want to train you into the wild world of thankfulness and gratitude. We have got to have these scriptures written on our hearts. We have to train this. We have to be reminded of it. It's got to be worked into our hearts and into our life, right? Because it doesn't come natural. This isn't a natural reaction. This is action. We choose not to react and fly off the handle with our mouth or in rage or becoming emotionally chaotic and unstable. Amen? So, so Lord, <laughs> we just invite you into this workout today, God. We ask, Lord, that you would transform our hearts to be thankful even when our hearts are broken, even when the pain is beyond imaginable. God, we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would fill us afresh and that you would give, you would give us the ability to enter this uncharted territory of thankfulness. In Jesus' mighty and capable name, we pray, amen. All right, guys, listen. Listen to these words. The song is extremely fitting for what we're training. And this has been our playlist all month long. God is so good. He's so good. So I love the line in this song. So you're moving along. Your resistance is low. Your heart rate's going up. <laughs> you're moving your body, either a fast jog or if you're on a spin bike or an elliptical some sort of stationary machine. Your feet are moving quickly, not sprinting, but quickly. Resistance is low. Come on, come on. I love that part. So it says, celebrate, celebrate, even with a broken heart. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it, and I know that any listener can agree with me. We cannot do that without Jesus, right? We can't. 
We can't. Lord, help us. on church work it out yes invite you into this workout. We're well on our way, Lord. I pray that you would work your word into our heart, Lord, that it would start to transform us, God, and that when the temptation comes, that we would start to gripe and complain and be negative or play the emotional ignore game that we would shut down or when we would turn into a brat because we haven't gotten our way, Lord, that you would convict us and that we would keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord, that we might rejoice and that we would choose thankfulness, thanks living, Lord, because we have the wisdom of the word. Lord, we have the power of your spirit and we know that in not choosing to do so, we're quenching the spirit, we're hurting ourselves, we're working against ourselves, we're working against your kingdom when we choose reaction versus action. Come on. The song tells another story. Listen. If you're free, prove it. Prove it. Live it. Thanks living. It's not just a day. It's not just a season. It's not just a holiday. Come on. It's a way of life. And we have to train it. It takes practice. It takes repentance when we fail. It takes grace, oh my gosh, grace and more grace, amen? Come on, come on. So we're turning up the heat, right? So if you're on a bike or a treadmill, increase resistance. This is a power march, power march. Maybe you're increasing your incline if you're on a treadmill. Maybe you're doing high knees somehow. Turn up the heat wherever you are while you're moving. Come on, work it out. I love that. If you're free, prove it. If we don't live it, we don't believe it. Come on. Come on, church. The world needs Christians, Christ followers who actually live the word. We don't just speak it. We don't just say it. We don't just read it. We live it. We are the example. We lead by example. Leaders, leaders. Amen. All right, we're gonna recite this scripture again, these verses again. So we're gonna focus on 16 through 19. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 19. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, 
in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you do not quench the spirit let me say it again try to say it with me rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you do not quench the spirit Jesus name amen so I don't know about you but what stuck out to me today that the Lord spoke to me was just that this thanks living idea of I mean, we've, I've heard this a million times, but it was just fresh revelation today. It, fall, it fell on fertile soil, and to me it was profound. I never took the verses 16 through 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, and then put it together with the very next line, do not quench the spirit. For some reason, that's just, it's a power verse that's always kind of like pulled off the pages and written down and recited but do not quench the spirit is never attached to it anybody else so hopefully this is feeding somebody out there that's listening to this and when i learn and understand the big picture that of of something i'm doing or not doing that that is quenching the spirit i know what that means i know what that feels like to quench the spirit so like in our diet in our exercise for example um, if we do anything we do, every choice we make, every, everything that we do is either a decision to feed the spirit or to feed the flesh. And everything that feeds the flesh essentially quenches the spirit. And it doesn't just hurt us, but it hurts our marriage. It hurts the church, the body of Christ, because we have a role to play in the body of Christ. Every one of us has value, significance, a calling, a huge one. And you are important, you, your life matters. And in the same way that your life matters, it matters that we don't quench the spirit, that we fan into flame our spiritual gifts, to not use our spiritual gifts, to not live our calling, to not live according to God's will. It harms the body of Christ as a whole. Ooh, ouch, ouch, it's like, we, we, we can handle self-sabotage, or we think we can, because so many of us struggle with not regarding ourselves as important as other people, perhaps. But when I know that, it, that, that in some way I'm quenching the spirit, I'm, I'm preventing spiritual growth, I'm stunting maybe spiritual growth in somebody else, I'm leading by example of being ungrateful and complaining and negative, there are people that follow my lead, that follow your lead. Do not quench the spirit. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Lord, I pray for fresh revelation today. I pray that this scripture would be new, that it would not be the same old memorized scripture from the past, but today it would fall afresh on us. Lord, that it would awaken our minds, that it would awaken our hearts, that it would fan into flame the spiritual gifts that you've given us. 
Lord, that we would begin to live this, live this, speak this, that our social media accounts, that are the words that come out of our mouth, the way we treat our kids and our spouse at home, or the way we respond and react to them when nobody's really looking, um, that when we're out interacting with other people, that we would choose to give thanks and find the silver lining in things instead of dumping all of our stuff on people or publicly on again social media accounts and i just say that because i see it all the time that's not the place to do it praise the lord make his name look good fan into flame stoke the fire so i'm totally loving this song right now come to the table this is my heart this is my heart for just the church for everyone that they would always know that they have a seat at the table that they would feel welcome like they're enough like they have something to contribute because that's the truth Jesus has pulled out a seat and saved it just for me just for you and he said come here I've saved a seat for you it's like on the school bus when we were kids and that person that we just I don't know idolized I hate that word but or our best friend or or somebody that we thought maybe hated us and they saved you a seat and you felt so special that's Jesus always in our mess and when we're on the mountaintop he loves us he says come come I've prepared a seat for you he's put a reservation a reserve sign just for us at his table and he smiles when you show up he doesn't cringe he's not afraid of our mess he's not afraid of the fact or threatened by or disgusted by the fact that we struggle with negativity I have struggled with negativity all my life and that might shock some people because I do try to walk in the spirit and speak life as much as possible but behind closed doors I confess to you that I can become negative and a pessimist or focus on what's wrong when things aren't going right I need this workout too but I know that the Lord is saying come sit down with me I'm not offended by you let's work on this let's work on this I've given you the instruction manual you have my word now work it in work it in I can do this it's not a work of the flesh this is a work of the spirit we have need for grace we have need for grace and he's ready to serve it up abundantly graciously at the banqueting table of his love come on come on you're welcome here Yes, Lord, 
So we come to the table, we come to the table with our mess, our negativity, our broken hearts, our broken spirits, God, the ugliness that we try to hide from other people or the reactive <laughs> reactivity that we feel in bondage to, that we can't seem to control, that we maybe we learn from the generation before us, God, and we bring it to the table, we lay it down, we say, Lord, help, help. God, I don't wanna be like this anymore. I don't wanna quench the spirit. I wanna be that positive person. I wanna be that person that speaks life, that can see the gold in other people. I don't wanna have a critical spirit anymore. Lord, bind it up in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to not be sin-sniffing, fault-finding Christians. God, let our love be evident, our grace be evident in the words we speak. Let them be grateful. Let them be gracious, God. Do you know what it says right before the verses we've been going over and over and over and over? <laughs> Starting in verse 14, it says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. And then, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. So I think it would be fair to say, we're, we're, we're told, warn those who are unruly, when we don't speak up, when we fail to comfort the faint-hearted, when we don't uphold the weak, and when we're impatient, we're quenching the spirit. When we repay evil for evil, when we seek vengeance on our own terms, or when we fly off the handle and slander someone when we've been hurt, we can't take those words back. That's rendering evil for evil. That quenches the spirit. We're responsible for that. Ah, uh, <laughs> Lord help, Lord help. Listen to these words, change me from the inside. So when I make playlists each month, I literally get on my knees and ask the Lord to write them for me. So I'm given a theme. The Lord told me this year to start uh, aligning the themes with Revelation Wellness, the home base ministry. I've already shared that with you. So we've got our theme. And then here it is, Lord. Write the messages through me. You write the messages, Lord. 
teach me, give me wisdom. What does this mean? What do you want to tell your people? So I spend time on my knees. He gives me the songs. He writes the playlists. And they tell a story and they lead us. Because I teach spin, it's different than a choreographed workout on the floor where I have to put a lot of thought and effort into a lot of moves. We can let the spirit move and get really lost on the bike. You don't have to worry about running into traffic and you don't have to worry about falling down. I don't have to worry about which foot I'm on necessarily. Um, it's just a lot easier for the class to flow in the spirit. So we can cover a lot more ground with the word, which is so my heart. And I can speak the word through and through for the entire hour. So I'm great. It is with great passion. I get to teach and share the word of God and with great humility because, um, I just, I, you know, I'm humbled that God would ever entrust me with that. And I know that every word I speak to you, I'm, I'm accountable for. And so, um, as I'm challenging and teaching these classes or even these podcast workouts, um, you know, there's going to be rest built in. There's going to be challenge. Um, it's not always going to feel good, but the word of God, it's good news, but we don't get to skip over the hard verses. We train the hard stuff because we want to stand in the day of adversity. Amen. We want to stand firm. We need to be armed. We need to be prepared. And the life of the Christian is, it's a battlefield. It's not a playground. So we've got to be equipped. We, we need to be prepared for what's to be expected. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be tried and, and tested. And so we need the truth of God's word built into us. We need to be armed spiritually. We, we train spirit, then soul, then body. We want the flesh constantly under the submission of the spirit and not the other way around. Because if we're leading from the flesh, as it pertains to today's message, we're not going to be thankful. We're not going to be thankful. We have to be leading through the spirit. It has to be the power of the cross, the blood of the lamb. We have to be renewed, transformed by the renewing of our minds, offering up our bodies as a living sacrifice, remembering that we were bought at a price. We are not our own. I love the words to this song. So I've told you, I told you it tells a story. So listen, this is My Victory by David Crowder. A cross meant to kill is my victory. It's the cross meant for destruction, but the very thing that God used to save us right? And it's the power of that cross that is our victory, our victory over this pessimism, this negativity, our ungratefulness. It's what gives us the power to stay grateful, to live this thanks living way of life. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would flood our hearts and our minds right now as we work and we press in. Lord, if you're on a bike, I challenge you to crank your resistance. Climb, climb, your feet are barely moving. If you're on the sidewalk or outside, maybe you're dropping doing walking lunges. Be challenged, be challenged. Turn up the heat, let the Lord work. Let that refiner's fire burn, burn out the impurities. Don't quench the spirit. Feed the spirit. Come on. Spirit, soul, body, flesh. Come under submission of the spirit. Come on.
Yes, you can. By his blood, we press on. Thankfulness, it strengthens us. It builds perseverance, endurance. It keeps us going. Come on. Thankfulness, gratitude, it is the remedy for a broken heart. And it's the numbing ointment for the long-suffering, patience. We're training patience, we're training long-suffering. Being thankful in that drawn-out, long-suffering journey, <laughs> it sure makes the time go by a lot faster and a lot less painful. Because we rise, we rise in the spirit, we fan the spirit, we quench the flesh, we don't quench the spirit. Comfort each other. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. Woo! Ouch! <laughs> Let it burn. Come on. So, if you have weights nearby, or you can stop and do push-ups or something like that, I'm on a bike. We're using heavier arm weights, fives or eights, or wherever you're at. If you're just beginning, maybe you're using threes. If you can jump off and access those really quick or hit pause, do it. So we're starting with bicep curls. We're gonna go up two, down two. Come on. Up, squeeze, down, squeeze. Up, buys, down, tries. Up, buys, down, tries. If you're on push-ups, you can do the exact same thing. You don't need equipment. You don't need anything. Body resistance and the power of the spirit. Come on. Up, squeeze, down, squeeze. Singles. Come on. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank him. Praise him. Rest. Let those arms rest for a second. So we just ask that you would absolutely overwhelm us with all that we have to be grateful for, all the times you provided when there was no money, when you showed off, when you answered prayers, God, when you brought us from darkness into light, the day that you saved us, God, when you made the impossible possible, Lord, when you healed, when you saved, when you showed up, when you sought vengeance on our behalf while we stood still, Lord, remind us, Come on, you're moving up to up, squeeze, down, squeeze. 
trust through. You've got a break coming. Rest is coming. Rest is coming. You can trust that. You can trust that. If you're in these workouts, there will always be grace. There will always be rest around the corner. When you're in the will of God, he gives rest to the weary. He is gracious. He commands a Sabbath day. It's a gift. Obedience equals refreshing. Take the rest that you need. Don't become complacent, but don't neglect the gift of rest. We have to have rest to have the energy to persevere. We are actually strengthened in rest. I have a podcast on that from a few months ago. Rest is greater than striving. This is an area where God has had to work and work and work in me to learn how to rest. And now I cherish it. It is the greatest gift, something I did not know for so many years, for decades. Now, without it, I can't function. I need a good night's sleep to operate in his power. I receive the gifts that he gives me. I take rest as he gives it. I make sure I have a Sabbath day. And when I say I'm busy, that means I have rest built into my schedule. Every day is not jam-packed from sunup to sundown seven days a week. You cannot operate like that. You're not going to have a joyful heart if you don't take time to rest, to read his word, to start our day with him to fan into flame our spiritual gifts to eat a solid a solid nutrient-packed diet spiritual diet filled with his word one of the things i shared today um in class i was at a women's conference this weekend and i'm i'm probably gonna if the lord leads uh do another podcast i have to share more of this message but um, one of the speakers, our pastor's wife, Michelle, shared, um, it was called trans, the whole conference was called transformed and she put, she taught on transformed by his word. And, um, she used the caterpillar to butterfly analogy, but in a different way than I had ever experienced before. And she was just sharing like all of these interesting facts about, the life of the caterpillar before it becomes a butterfly and the a, a caterpillar wasn't born to be a caterpillar a caterpillar was born to um to be transformed into this butterfly it was born for the purpose of becoming a butterfly and we all were born with spiritual gifts we were all born with a purpose of becoming this quote unquote this butterfly for his glory but in order for the caterpillar to make its full transformation its metamorphosis right it has to eat 27,000 times its weight in food to grow to 1,000 times its size as a pupa, from pupa to caterpillar, to become this beautiful butterfly. And if we are to become who God has called us to be, we've got to be absolutely overdosing, devouring the Word of God 27,000 times our weight in spiritual food. Wow. Wow. But wow, will we soar, we will soar as beautiful butterflies. The caterpillar also sheds 
10 eyes, 10 legs, and five to six layers of skin. And when it's in the cocoon, depending on the species of butterfly and the other factors surrounding its life, the weather and um, pressure and all these different things that affect it, some stay in the cocoon for five days and others stay in there for approximately one year. So the transformation process, the sanctification process, which is happening from now until the day we go home to be with Jesus, it looks different for everyone, but there will be shedding and there will be a necessity for much spiritual food if we are to grow and to become who God has called us to be. And one of the ways that we are fed and not quenching the calling on our life and who we're supposed to become is to be thankful at all times and in all ways, even with a broken heart, we can celebrate. We can always find the silver lining. We can be, we can find the gold in other people. We can be thankful for those sandpaper people that rub us the wrong way, that their rough edges rub up against us. And it's really painful and sometimes leaves like open, blistering, raw wounds. But the Holy Spirit is holy salve to those spiritual wounds. And he is good. And he's the great physician, so he's able to heal it. When we don't know how to respond, we get on our knees and we ask the Lord for direction, for counsel, and we thank him for that situation. Make it count, Lord. It hurts, but make it count. Make it count for your kingdom. Don't let me miss the lesson in this. God, for your glory, I praise you in the storm. In Jesus' name. We're getting close to the end. Keep moving. Keep moving. I trust that the Spirit is fully capable of coaching you when I'm not giving direction. So do as your Spirit is leading, as your flesh is under the submission of the Spirit. Just move. Move in love. Move in gratitude. Your body moves. You are able-bodied. And where you are disabled, He is able. Whatever moves, move it. If it's your pinky finger, if it's just your hands, if it's just your arms and not your legs or vice versa, maybe you're out with an injury, move your heart, move your mind, sing his praises. And never stop believing what he can do. What he can do with you and through you and the transformation, the great transformation that he has planned for you. Because humbling ourselves and letting the spirit just move through us and becoming this new person that people see like, I am not the person I was before. I am, I, I was so nasty and vile and lewd and such a party girl and had nothing nice to say about anyone in my younger years. I was bitter and angry. This butterfly that God had predestined me to be, who is still a crazy work in progress, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm willing to look at my report card and say, needs improvement, I'm not going to drop out now, I'm not going to quit this leg this far in the race, no, I'm going to run my race and I'm going to throw off the sin that so easily entangles and I'm going to shed the weight, I'm going to get rid of the dead weight. Those things that don't let us grow, they've got to go. Amen? Shed what hinders you. If you're surrounding yourself with negative people that are not joyful, 
put water on your fire when you rejoice even in the pain? There's got to be some healthy separation. There's got to be some healthy boundaries. Pray without ceasing. Our prayers are not answered in our time. Just because one farmer's payout is happening right now in November doesn't mean it's payday for you every November. Your God pays. It's just not always at the same time as everybody else. Amen? Come on. church freedom church if you're free prove it live it do it come on come on gratitude is freedom it's freedom it's freedom it's the remedy for our broken heart you know, as a holistic doctor, I work with people every day and, and my job is to get to the root of the problem. You know, we go after the root. We don't chase symptoms. We don't medicate things away. We don't pretend like things aren't there. And some people don't like it and they don't come back because they think that's not for them. But it, it is for everybody. Newsflash. We have to get to the root of the problem. And not everything can be fixed through a supplement or just changing your diet. Those things are all good, they're important, but they're not the main thing. I can't imagine working with anyone without praying first. I did that my first few years of practice and my success rate was nothing compared to what it is today and I'm not taking credit for what God has done. I am very well aware of where my place is. God is the healer, but he has given me gifts to do this for a living. He has anointed and appointed people to be doctors or uh, healers, if you want to call them that. I choose not to use that term and call myself a healer just because I don't, um, I've been attacked for that and I don't want anybody to ever be confused at what my motives are or that I'm claiming to be the one who heals, just to be clear. But whatever you want to call me or people in the position that I'm in. Um, but we go to the root of the problem and when we're feeling overwhelmed and negative and we're running our mouth and we find ourselves caught in the same cycle, you know, this is a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem of not being joyful, not being thankful. We know the remedy and it's free. You don't have to start an account. You don't have to buy a supplement. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to have insurance. We can get on our knees and ask the Lord to transform our heart and we can start praising and thanking Him and watch our life start to change, watch our minds start to change, watch the weight fall away, spiritual and physical. Because bitterness, let, let's, let me just say, bitterness and resentment and anger and frustration and seeking vengeance on our own terms, it actually has physical 
manifestation in our liver, in our gallbladder, in our gut, and it's killing us. And, and physical problems, they start in the gut. There's spiritual, physical, and emotional roots to our health problems. And there's so much more far-reaching than people want to give them credit for. So there's no such thing as full and complete healing without Jesus Christ. Because if the spirit is sick, we're not well. And if we're emotionally stuffing emotions of resentments and bitterness, literally our liver cannot process toxins, emotional toxins, physical toxins. It can't filter our blood for us. It cannot manufacture and break down hormones and other pesticides, insecticides, things that are in our food, things that we get exposed to, the breakdown of medications or just digesting of our food. The liver has more biochemical functions in our body than anything else. The gallbladder breaks down fats. Well, our sex hormones are 50% fat. So if our if we're drowning in bitterness and unforgiveness and holding on to this thing that we think is our weapon against somebody else, all it's doing is killing ourselves. So we can thank God for that trial and that hurt. We can invite him into it and we can hand over that bitterness and that resentment, whatever it is, whatever our charge against somebody is, we can lay our weapons down and surrender. And we can put our hands up in surrender, which leads to praise and thankfulness. And we start to see our own health problems start to clear up. Hormones start to balance. When we can digest fats and we're eating good fat in our diet, we're not depriving ourselves of good physical nutrition either. We're allowing our body to manufacture good, healthy hormones. And we start to see perhaps infertility be healed, be healed. Skin problems be healed. Mental clarity improve. Energy go up. We need good fat for so many reasons. We need our gallbladder to work for us. We need our liver to work for us. We need our gut to work for us. Most people don't know that mental illness and psychological problems are primarily a gut problem. There's also very real spiritual warfare. There's emotional layers to this. But my point is they are fixable in the name of Jesus. And we are over medicating a world who doesn't want to acknowledge that we are quenching the spirit because of our emotional pitfalls. It breaks my heart. Sometimes the gifts God has given me to see brokenness and to see what the root of the problem is so clearly and other people can't see it, it grieves me. It burdens me at times. I'm so thankful for the gifts God has given me. I love my calling. I love what I get to do. But when you see things that other people are blind to, sometimes when, I, when I'm operating in my flesh, I guess I should say, it feels like more than I can bear sometimes. So I choose to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything to give thanks. I don't want to quench the spirit because I know the widespread ramifications of doing so, that I'm hurting other people. And I can't see exactly what that destruction is. I can't see the beginning from the end like God can. But his plans for us are good. They're good. And they're, we all we're required to do is to be obedient. Obedient to his word. Obedient to his commands. To seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us a heart of gratitude, peace, power, breakthrough, spiritual revelation, hearing the voice of God, 
radical signs and wonders that we will see in this world. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. You're good and we love you. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so many choices in what we want to eat every day. We have choices in the car we want to drive. We have shelter over our head and far above and beyond what so many others have, God. We have choices in the workout clothes we wear. We have more than one outfit. We have multiple pairs of shoes. We open the refrigerator and there's something in there. Our kids are fed. We have choices of churches to go to. We have a hundred different choices of what kind of Bible we want to have. And then we don't even read it. And other countries are begging and crying just to be able to read the Bible, getting arrested for owning one or reading it or believing in it. Lord, help us so much that we take for granted. Rejoice always, church. Pray without ceasing. This is our last song. One last push before our cool down and stretch. Here it comes. Come on. Go to the throne, church. If there's anything that we need to repent for, there's no shame in that. There's no condemnation. That's where we get clean. It's just like taking a shower. We go boldly to the throne of grace. God is not disgusted, ashamed of us. He's not disappointed in us. He's called us to the table. He's put his arm around us. He has got great, great grace and mercy and love, words of wisdom to share with us, encouragement. He's there to encourage us to run our race. He's cheering us on. He's our biggest cheerleader, our biggest fan. He is the source of agape love, a love that we don't understand as humans. That is the gauge we measure by. Come on. And that alone is enough to be thankful for every single day. His never-ending, amazing love. Thank you, God, for our salvation. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for mercy over and over again that we don't deserve. Thank you, Lord, that you don't condemn us. Thank you, Lord, that you always save us a seat at your table. Thank you, Lord, that you put praise in our hearts. Thank you, God, for this music, for these songs, for leading us in worship. God, that we have minds that think clearly. Thank you, Lord, for bodies that move and can worship you. Thank you, Lord, for our pastors and leaders. Thank you, Lord, that we have the freedom in this country to read and own a Bible. Thank you, Lord, that we have so many food choices, Lord. Thank you for our health, the health that we do have. Thank you, Lord, for our families and our spouses and our children, even if we're rubbing up against some of them right now. Thank you for our church family. Thank you for our Revelation Wellness family. Thank you for our communities, God, and our friends. Thank you for our neighbors. Thank you for fur babies, Lord, our animals. Such examples of loyalty and kindness. Thank you, Lord, for blue skies and the creation around us, Lord, that we often just take for granted. Lord, help us to quit complaining. Lord, when you ask us to lay something down to fast, maybe from sugar or gluten or dairy or from TV or a TV show or 
a certain kind of music or from spending money in some way or whatever.